Hallelujah. 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 The, the world, they might be giving that, that, that glory to their false gods. We talked about that some this morning. Hannah, but like the bishop said, not one of their gods has ever healed them. Has ever touched. I've never heard of somebody going to a, uh, to a, a New Orleans Saints game or to a, uh, you know, to a Houston, Texas game and leaving with their, with, with that nicotine addiction gone or with that depression gone or with their marriage put back together. And yet they can go and yell and jump and scream and lift their hands and shout and that's considered okay. That's considered normal. But what about us? Come on, what about us? We have a God that's done miraculous things, wonderful things. And if we have a need here tonight, we know that He'll do it again. Oh, when I think of His goodness and what He's done for me, I think of His goodness. How He set me free, I want to shout, 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 shout all night. All night. Oh, when I think of His goodness and what He's done for me, I think of His goodness. I want to dance, 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 dance all night. Oh, dance all night. Oh, when I think of His goodness and what He's done for me, I think of His goodness and how He set me free. Oh, you're good today. You're good today. I think of His goodness and what He's done for me. I think of His goodness and how He set me free. I want to dance, 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 dance all night. All night. Well, I think of His goodness and what He's done for me. I think of His goodness how He set me free. I want to live, dance, dance. It's all night. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, that's what I'm talking about. That's what we're here for on a Sunday night. We're not here to just go through motions. Come on, we're not here to just have another service because it's on the schedule. We're here to praise Him for who He is, for what He's done and what He's doing. Come on, God, touch these today. Touch these today. Touch them, Lord. Remind them why we're here. Remind them why we're here, God. It's about you. Come on, it's about you, God. Every man and woman in the house, don't be looking up here. You want to have your eyes closed or directed to God, saying, God, it's about you. It's about you. My praise is for you. My song is for you.
Jesus, 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 Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, young people. Come on, church folk. Come on, saints of the Most High. On a Sunday night, why are we here? Why did you put your suit on? I hope it wasn't for me. I hope it was for the King of Kings. Hallelujah. I hope it was for the Lord of Lords today. Oh, why, why inquire? Why did you practice? Why did you get this song together? Was it to impress these? Or was it to impress the Most High? It's for you. It's for you. It's for you, God. It's for you, God. We live in a generation that loves the spotlight. Come on. I said they love the spotlight. That's infiltrated churches. You might notice there's no... The, the, the lights aren't dark in here and there's not a spotlight shining on the soloists when they're singing here. Because it ain't about us getting glory. Come on, if we're getting glory, God ain't getting glory. No flesh shall glory in His presence. You want the presence of the Lord? You take that spotlight and you shine it on Him. Come on, you begin to sing and praise Him. That glory will fall. That spirit will fall. Oh, we used to sing a song about when the praises go up, the glory, the glory comes down. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Sister Clark, can you come up here? and let, We might as well worship a little bit. This is okay. Hallelujah, it's Sunday night. Come on, I know pastor's not here, but God's here. God's here. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. What key we in? Perfect. He fly. Oh, send it on down. Send it on down. Oh, let the Holy Ghost come on down. Send it on down. Send it on down. Lord, let the Holy Ghost come on down. Oh, send it on down. Send it on down. Lord, let the Holy Ghost come on down. Send it on down. Come on, sing it to Him. Yes. Oh, Holy Spirit. Send it down. Oh, Holy Ghost. Shout 
out to Him. You're feeling, Lord. You're healing, Lord. You're moving, God. Oh, oh, come on, praise Him again and sing. Send it down. Send it down. Holy Ghost. Oh, send it on down. Send it on down. Run, let the Holy Ghost. God, we need it, Lord. We need it. We thank you, Lord, for these already. But God, there's others here today. You need the Holy Ghost. Come on, you need the anointing. It's for you. It's not just for these up here. It's for you. Hallelujah. Oh, mighty God. Mighty God, mighty God. Sometimes I... I think we just skip right on over the words that we're singing. They open the service singing, Lord, let the Holy Ghost move from the pulpit to the door. We read in the book of Acts, the Bible said it filled the house where they were sitting. Come on, you in the back row. Come on, you halfway back. Come on, let the Lord fill the house. Let Him fill you. Lord, fill the house where we're sitting today. Fill this place, God. We need, we need it, God. We, it's not just what we want. We need it today. Hallelujah. Come on, the Holy Ghost is here. He's here. He can touch you. He can touch you. He can help you. Oh, mighty God, mighty God. He can change you. He can change your way of thinking. He can change your way of living. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, touch these young people. Touch these young ladies that are praying with one another. Hallelujah. Lord, touch these young men here today. Touch these boys in the front, God. Hallelujah. Stir something in them. Wake something in them. Touch those that are sitting down right now. Touch those, Lord, that are standing giving you praise. Oh, mighty God, mighty God, mighty God, mighty God, mighty God. Hallelujah. We need you, God. Come on, where's our focus at? Where's it at? We're focusing on Him. Come on, we're focusing on Him. Don't be thinking to yourself, when that, when's that preacher going to preach? Come on, just read your text already. Let, it, let us go through the motions. Hey, no, 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 where's the focus at? I want you, God. I want what you have for me, Lord. Whatever that means, whatever that looks like, I surrender to you. I want your will in my life tonight. Tonight. I'm desperate for it. 
desperate for it. Desperate for it. Hallelujah. Oh, my, 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 my. My, my, my. I could just repeat what we already sing. I'm telling you, we, we just sing lyrics and it just, it just comes out of our mouth. We don't even pay attention to what we're singing. The, the lady, she sang about the woman with an issue. Come on, that issue of blood that said if I could just touch the hem of his God. There was an urgency. That was a desperation. Oh, we sing about that desperation, but is it here? Come on, is it, is it in you? If I could just, I'm going to give it all I have in this moment. Why? Well, i got to touch him. I've got to touch him. I might not have next week. I might not have another year. I've got to touch him tonight. I need him tonight. Hallelujah. I have never, never have I seen somebody with their mind made up to get the Holy Ghost that didn't get it. I've never seen somebody that didn't have their mind made up to live for God that couldn't do it. No, my mind's made up, God. I'm touching you. I'm touching you. Come on, we're going to give this young lady. She's still praying. She's reaching out. Her mind's made up. I'm touching you, God. I'm touching you, God. I, I need to, I need a renewal of the Holy Ghost. I need a touch of your power in my life, God. I'm desperate. I'm hungry. I'm hungry, God. Oh, no, 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 no. Hallelujah. Come on, young men. Come on, boys. This is for you. Come on, teenagers. This is for you. Come on, parents. You want your children to get hungry for it? You get hungry for it. You want your grandchildren to get serious about living for God? You get serious about living for God. My mind's made up, God. My mind's made up, God. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. If I could but touch the hem of your garment, Lord. Hallelujah. I'm giving you all that I have. If you need it, it's here. If you need it, it's here. Don't wait on Bishop to drag you to the altar. Come on, don't wait on pastor to get you and drag you to the front. No, you make your mind up. I need it. I need it. I need it. I want it. i got to have it. I can't keep living like I'm living. I can't keep doing like I'm doing. Hallelujah. Touch us. Touch us. Touch us, Lord. Touch us, Lord. Hallelujah. I got a message I feel the Holy Ghost gave me to preach today. But we can take some time. Right now, right now, right now. Hallelujah. 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 This ain't about us. It's about you, God. It's about you, Lord. The songs, the prayers, the worship, our dress, even this holiness life that we, we live, that we aspire to live by, God. It's not about us. It's about you. It's to please you, God. It's to please you, Jesus. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know what it, you know, how it was down here up north. We, we happened to be over the last few months. We were in Washington State. I mean, everything was shut down. Churches were, were some were just going on and, and uh, doing whatever they wanted to do. Others were doing, you know, live streams or even audio broadcasting to the services. And there were some individuals, they thought that was their time, I guess, to just be able to sit in a lazy boy and, and you know, just wear their pajama pants uh, to church and, and, you know, and just kind of, just kind of sit there and listen to it for a little bit. But no, friend, you know, I did with my, my family, my children, uh, even when we were just taking part in those virtual services, we had our church clothes on. We had our suits on. We, why? Because this ain't a, this ain't about impressing this one or that one. This ain't about impressing. Now, hey, I, I want pastor to think highly of me. Don't get me wrong, but it's not even about impressing him. I'm giving you my best, God. I'm giving. It's about you. All this is for your glory. It's for your glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah, my thanksgiving, my sacrifice of praise. They brought a sacrifice, a literal burnt offering of the Old Testament. Here the Bible says, even the, the fruit of our lips, that's our sacrifice. It's to please Him. To please Him. Lord, you're not done you tonight. You're not done you tonight. You can make your way back to your seats. Oh, but come on, keep in this vein in the Holy Ghost. Keep in this vein, young people, keep in this vein. God wants to speak today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Feels good in the house here today. Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Thank you, choir. Thank you, musicians, you then. Giving your talent unto the Lord. And like it was intended, it was given to you for that purpose. To magnify Him, thank you for returning that to Him. Hallelujah. We give great honor to Pastor Looper and Sister Looper, the family, and to the first family. Appreciate them so, so much. And I talked to your pastor today after service, and I'm sure I'll talk to him again here tonight. And But I do greatly, greatly admire, appreciate him, and the invitation to be here. And the church family, you have uh, anybody who had anything to do with it, we had a a clean room waiting on us, and I had a beautiful basket full of, of uh, junk food, and uh, we're, I'm trying, folks, I'm trying, and the junk food ain't helping, but I love it, and I ate some of those caramels and Sour Patch Kids, drank some non-diet Coca-Colas, and, and thank you so much for all of that. Thank you, Brother Duplessis, as well, for your many years of labor and here in this local assembly. And for you that are here, the faithful, and I thank God for you. And you are part of that kingdom. And to those that are just coming in, just fulfilling that plan of salvation, repenting, and perhaps you've already been baptized in Jesus' name, and you're tarrying on the Holy Ghost, and I promise you, God brought you to the right place. He gave you a family. That's what this is. We're a family. I was reading today where he talked about, he said, you are fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. And we know that this world is full of dysfunctional families. And but God's family is not one of them, at least ought not be one of them.
We love each other. We pray for each other. We carry one another's burdens. And regardless of color, regardless of ethnicity, background, social status, and you're my brother. You're my sister. And, and we, uh, we want to look at this as the family that God intended it to be. And if you could stand with me briefly, I'm going to read from the book of 2 Timothy chapter 3. I was not attempting to quench anything up here, and when I had you go back to your seats, but I just know that the Holy Ghost wants to speak to somebody, and we want to let God talk. We want to let God have His way here today to bring somebody to a place of repentance and to a place of renewing in their mind here tonight. Hallelujah. If you need the Holy Ghost, tonight is your night. Don't wait till next revival. Don't wait until uh, even pastor gets back. I promise you, he doesn't want you to wait on him. He would like nothing more than to get the report that you prayed through to the Holy Ghost. Speaking in other tongues in this service tonight. And so let's make our mind up. And we're going to touch the hem of his garment today. And to give it all that we have in this moment, like the song said. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse number 1, says, This know also. That in the last days, and we have been preaching about the last days for decades, and but surely they are upon us. Hallelujah. In the last days, perilous, troubling times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, Unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, that means without power, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with divers' lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Come on, that's the day that we live in. Ever learning but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. Men of corrupt minds. Corrupt minds. I'm going to preach tonight on a mind corrupted. A mind corrupted. Lord, speak tonight. We need you on this Sunday, Lord. Help us today. There's some souls here that need a touch. They need a renewing. Yes, the renewing of the Holy Ghost, but just as much, they need a renewing of their mind here tonight, God. Hallelujah. Anoint my lips to preach, God. I can't speak without you. I can't preach without you. God, I ask your perfect will. Your way, God, in this house here tonight, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Everybody say, in Jesus' name. You can be seated. Here today, hallelujah. God puts great emphasis in Scripture uh, on the importance of the mind. 
when the Bible is talking about the mind, it's not even talking about the brain. Not that, that actual organ of gray matter that's sloshing around in some of our skulls. And, uh, but, uh, but rather the seat of consciousness, that seat of cognition. Uh, sometimes the word heart is used interchangeably. And again, not that blood pump, but that symbolic seat of the soul. And God places tremendous importance, uh, not just on living right, not just on doing right, but on thinking right. And because according to Scripture, as we think, we are. Proverbs chapter 23 says, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. That means if we think on filth, we will be filthy. If we sow thoughts of, of corruption, we will inescapably become corrupted. And this is something that doesn't even require outward manifestation in the beginning. But simply the thought is there. That seed is planted. That that grows into corruption. This is why accordingly in Philippians chapter 4, verse number 8, the writer said, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, if you're going to live a life that can give God praise, if you're going to live a life, if you truly want to please Please God with who you are and, and, and your virtue. He said, think on these things. Because we know, we that have lived for God for any length of time, even if you've only been around this for a few weeks, you probably have already experienced what I'm talking about. The greatest battlefield, the greatest battles that you will ever fight in living for God are right here. They happen right right here between these curly cues of cartilage that we call ears is that greatest battlefield. I preached a, a message one time years ago about the insanity of sin. And first off, what is insanity? Now, we've probably all heard the saying that insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. I hate to tell it to you, that's not the dictionary definition of insanity. Uh, that actually comes from a quote that Albert Einstein gave at a lecture one time, and, and pop culture ran with it. But the official dictionary definition of insanity is this. It is extreme foolishness, folly, senselessness, foolhardiness. Insanity means lunacy. Madness, a derangement of the mind. I want to preach here tonight, and this might seem different from your typical, maybe evangelical uh, Sunday night message that you expected me to preach. But, but sin corrupts minds. Disobedience corrupts minds. We read in our text, men of corrupt minds, the writer said, reprobate concerning the faith. That is why this 
world is so vile. Their minds are twisted with sin. They've become senseless. They've become deranged. The insanity of sin has taken its grip. In First Timothy, Paul wrote to Timothy as well on this matter. In chapter 6, he said, Perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth. Notice he uses that, that phrase, perverse disputings. That means arguments that don't even make sense. You look at some of the arguments and, and, and stands that this generation is taking. That They even go against common sense. They go against logic. Things, ways of thinking that were classified as, as mental illnesses and, and body dysmorphia only ten years ago are now promoted. That their arguments for, for gender, don't, that they go against logic. They're perverse disputings. You say, how can, how can they think this? What, what leads to this, 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 uh, 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 unreasonable logic and lack of lucidity? It's sin. It's it. They have corrupt minds, the Bible said. Destitute of the truth. Uh, we are just as vulnerable. This is what I'm gonna uh, preach about here today. We that are children of God. We that are in the church. If we allow carnality to get a hold of us, if we allow sin to weasel its way into our lives, our senses also will become askew. Sin will change the way that you think. It will distort your judgment. Things that you know are wrong. Things that right now you can sit down and you can give me scripture for why it is improper and not right. If you allow carnality to have its way in five years, you'll be trying to twist scripture and justify those very same things. We've seen it happen. We've seen it happen to family. We've seen it happen to people that, that we even had confidence in. You know what happened? Their thinking got corrupted. Their mind got corrupted. Just as a computer or any piece of technology infected with a virus that begins to rewire code and cause crashes. It's the very same thing that sin does in the minds of young people, in the minds of, of saints, in the minds of parents and even grandparents. Even those that you think, no, there's no danger in their life. They, they've lived for God for 30 years, 40 years. There's no way that they would begin to slip. And yet we see tragic case after tragic case where this corruption, it begins to weasel its way in, to work its way in. Come on, things that, that, that we used to have Holy Ghost conviction about, they could become justified in our mind. Can I ask you, did God change His mind? Did God suddenly decide that those activities or those friends or what we were doing here or there is suddenly okay? No, that's not what happened. But carnality began to work. Carnality began to plant those those little seeds of corruptions. That's not logical thinking. That's not sound thinking. But what caused the change in that mentality, what that, that added variable that altered our mindset was sin. It was sin. In First Timothy 4 and 1, he said, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times... 
Remember, we read in our text, he said, in the last days, perilous times shall come. He's riding in a different place. He said, in latter times, some shall depart from the faith. This is not talking about those that have never heard it. This is not talking about those that have never sat on an apostolic pew. He said, Brother Clark, why are you preaching this here on Sunday night? Well, friend, this is to us. We're in the latter days, and we're those that hold the faith. And I'm just here tonight. I can't wait till next week to preach it. I gotta, I gotta give it to you here today. He said, in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. That word seared, that Greek word kateriazo, it's the same root that's in cauterize. He's saying literally, when you sin, when you step over that, those activities, young people, that the first time you felt convicted about, and you felt convicted about going there, and saying that, and doing that, and you might have even told God, never again, never again, Lord, I'm going to do better next time. But then when next time comes, it gets easier, and it gets easier. And why? Because that corruption, come on, that sin, it's like that, that hot searing, cauterizing iron. And it's beginning to, to burn over those nerve endings. That feeling isn't there anymore. That mind is corrupted. Come on, don't let that be you. Young man, don't let that be you. Young lady, used in the music, used in the choir, used it, don't let that be you. Come on, get your mind right. Get your thinking right today. Get your mind pure today. Hallelujah. In First Kings chapter 3, a young yet sincere king named Solomon. We're all familiar with Solomon. We know his story, but if I could bring out some points of it. Solomon's in Gibeon. You can turn to First Kings 3 if you like. He's in Gibeon. Where he has just offered 1,000 burnt offerings to the Lord God of Israel. 1,000. He's sincere. This is his first act as king. He's offering this great number, giving it unto the Lord. And here God comes to Solomon in a dream and asks and says, Ask what I shall give thee. And Solomon, instead of wealth, instead of power or pleasure, he simply asks for understanding. He asks for wisdom. This is what he says in verse 9. He said, Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people, that I may discern between good and bad. For who is able to judge this thy so great a people? He says, God, just give me a mind that I can know right from wrong. Just give me a mind, Lord, that I can understand what, 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 what's reasonable and what's unreasonable. Give me understanding. Give me the ability to discern. Now, come on, this is something we've got to have. Especially in this day. Especially in the day where, where evil is called good and good is called evil. Especially when there are seducing spirits we read about. Another place he said, Try the spirits and see whether they be of God. I'm not here to, to, to lamb blast anybody, but there seems to be a lot of uh, 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 in, in, in a fad, even in oneness 
Pentecostalism. Not in this fellowship, but in other fellowships I've even rubbed shoulders with. There's a fad where everybody's prophesying to everybody. I mean, I mean, you, you're not a, you're not a preacher unless when you stand up to testify and exhort that you've got to prophesy something into somebody's life, whether it's from God or not. Let me tell you something. We, we gotta be able to discern. Young people, we got to be able to, to try the spirits and see whether or not they are of God. This is what Solomon was asking. He's saying, God, just give me discernment. Just give me clarity of mind. Give me the ability to be sensitive to you and sensitive to the Holy Ghost. In verse number 10, it says, And the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. And God said unto him, Because thou hast asked this thing, and hast not asked for thyself long life, neither has asked asked riches for thyself, nor has asked the life of thine enemies, but has asked for thyself understanding to discern judgment. Behold, I have done according to thy words. Lo, I have given thee a wise and an understanding heart, so that there was none like thee before thee, neither after thee shall arise any shall any arise like unto thee. And I have also given thee that thou which hast not asked, both riches and honor, so that there shall not be any among the the kings liken to thee all thy days. And we know how God used Solomon. God used this young man mightily. In Solomon's life, he built the temple. He enlarged Israel. He led God's people to victory after victory. Solomon's kingdom was the wealthiest of every kingdom of Israel. It was the wealth, it was the most opulent of any kingdom, any day that that Old Testament children children of God ever saw. In 1 Kings chapter 8, verse number 27, we read of the, the, the dedication of this great temple. We read where now for many years even Solomon has ruled with a right mind. He's had a clear mind. We read witnesses of the of his great wisdom, of the, of the stories of his judging and, and how he was able to get to the heart of matters and, and easily discern right from wrong, good from, from evil. And here at this, this dedication of the temple, as they bring in the ark into the Holy of Holies, Solomon stands before the altar and he lifts his hands unto God and he begins to pray. He says this, 1 Kings 8.27, he says, But will God indeed dwell on the earth? Behold, the heaven and heaven of heavens cannot contain thee. How much less this house that I have builded, yet have respect unto the prayer of thy servant. I want you to read how many times he uses that word. He talks of himself not as the king, not as his majesty. He talks of himself. He even ruled his people as a servant. I'm just serving God. I'm, I'm, why? Because his mind was right. Come on, that's the mentality you have when your mind's right. You want to serve the people of God and you want to serve God. You, you, you want to, to help somebody else make it to heaven and you want to make sure that you're speaking and living the Word of God. He goes on. He says, O Lord, my God, hearken unto the cry and to the prayer which thy servant prayeth before thee today. He goes on. You can read it on your own time. He goes on about the mercies of God, about the powers of God. This prayer in its entirety is also found in Second Chronicles chapter 6. In 
Second Chronicles chapter 7 verse 1. This is at the end of this prayer. It says, Now when Solomon had made an end of praying, the fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices. And the glory of the Lord filled the house. Come on, young man. You want to be able to preach the gospel and the anointing fall and the glory fall. You have the mind that Solomon had right here. I'm a servant, God. I just want to please you, Lord. I want you to hear my words and I want to hear your words, Lord. And that glory fell. In verse 2 it says, And the priest could not enter into the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. What a humble spirit. What an anointing from God that Solomon possessed. He was in his right mind. Come on, he was unpolluted. He was uncorrupted. The future was wide open for Solomon. His best days could have been yet to come. Could have been. Could have been. Because we read just a few years later, three chapters later, 1 Kings chapter 11, Solomon is in idolatry. Solomon the wise is worshiping Ashtaroth and Milcom, the abominations of the Ammonites. Solomon the anointed is building another temple. He's building another house. Except this one is a high place to Chemosh, the god of the Moabites. Solomon the humble Solomon that we read with that humble spirit, with that right mind, is offering sacrifice again. Only this time, it's not that thousand burnt offerings to the Lord God of Israel, but rather he's sacrificing to Molech, who we know was worshipped by burning children alive. In 1 Kings 11 and 31, we read where Ahijah the prophet anoints Jeroboam to be Solomon's successor, and Solomon spends the rest of his days trying to kill God's anointed. Let me tell you something. I hope that Solomon repented. I've heard people preach or say that the book of Ecclesiastes was his book of repentance. I hope that's the case. I don't know if it is or not. All I know is that Jeroboam was having to hide out in Egypt because Solomon was seeking his life because God had anointed him as his successor. Come on, you say, how could this be? How could this young man with such potential How could this young man whose thinking was so clear and so right become so convoluted, so quick? You know what happened? Sin. Sin happened. Carnality happened. He let his flesh begin to take control. We find exactly why this happened. When you go to the beginning of 1 Kings 11, in verse number 1, it says, But the king Solomon loved many strange women together with the daughter of Pharaoh, Women of the Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Zidonians, and Hittites of the nations concerning which the Lord said unto the children of Israel, Ye shall not go into them, neither shall they come in unto you. You know what happened to Solomon? Corruption. Sin began to have its way. He got a mind corrupted. Come on, friend, don't let that be you. Saint of the Most High God, don't let that be you. Don't become that tragedy. Don't become 
become that one that here in the last days, here in the latter times, you depart from the faith. You, you, you turn your knowledge from God, from the truth of God. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. Don't let that be you today. Don't let that be me today. It would amaze us. It would amaze us, not in a good way, what we are capable of when under the influence of sin. It would amaze you what vile potential you possess. What depths of depravity even you and I could reach. I'll just share briefly some of my my father's testimony. And I don't reckon he'll ever hear this message, so... If you don't tell them, I won't tell them. I shared it with you. But my dad was raised in church. Raised in central Louisiana. And when he was 17 years old, old enough to do what he wanted to do, left home, came to Houston, got a job working at a truck stop. You know, he was going to be as bad as he wanted to be. Got a job later on, driving truck, got in with the wrong crowd. Crowd out of New Orleans, running drugs, running, running guns. I mean, things that he never, never imagined. And his testimony of when he finally realized where he was at. He was at a, in a car. In fact, they were in a city not far from here. And the mayor of, of that town, of that city owed the guy that was with my dad, owed him some drug money. Mayor of the town. Owed like $20,000, something. And in the middle of the night, this guy, he drove over to that mayor's house. And he said, we're going to get my money. Waited long enough. And they pulled up in front of his house. And that guy that was with my dad, my dad was 29, 30 years old. At this point, he'd lived horrible, horrible life for a decade. And that guy handed my dad a gun. Said, I just want you to put it right here. Just, just put it where he can see it. Sit here in the car. Just let him be able to see you got it. He went up and knocked on that door. And my dad's sitting there in the car holding the gun. Two in the morning, three in the morning. That mayor comes down, opens the door. My dad listened as that guy said, All right, time to get my money. Giving you every chance. If you don't pay me right now, you see that guy in the car? He's going to go in there and he's going to kill your family. Kill you, kill your family. My dad was sitting there, and he said, while he was in that car, it hit him. What am I doing? I was raised on a church pew. I I know better than this. And he prayed right then. He said, God, if you can get me out of this, I'll live for you. If you can get me out somehow, God, somehow just get me out of this. And end of the story, the guy had the money. He paid the money. And they left, and my dad left that life. Moved up to Washington. That's why I'm a Yankee. Born and raised in Washington. All my family from Louisiana. And I was born up there. And because my dad was getting as far away from that life. But I shared that with you. It's not in my notes. I shared that with you to reinforce in your minds, young people. You don't know how far sin will take you. You don't. It would, it would amaze you what you are capable of once your mind is fully corrupted. Right now, it might just be the 
little things that you know are inappropriate and you are you know aren't right and you know you shouldn't be you know alone with your boyfriend or girlfriend at this time of night. You know that you know should be a chaperone. There should be some some sort of you know you you know and, and you know the first time it, it it you know you you feel like you're like you're doing wrong and you know but then a second and third it gets easier. Come on, sin gets easier. Sin get, don't let the why because your mind gets corrupted. Come on, friend, your mind. You need to pray. God renew my mind. Renew. I, I don't I don't want to keep following this 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 thread this road that sins leading me down. I don't want to keep following this. This is why David wrote in Psalm 119.11 He said, Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. He was saying, I know sin can corrupt my feelings. I know sin, if I let it, can corrupt my mind. But sin can't corrupt this word. If I keep living according to this word, if I hide this word in my heart, I'm impervious to that corruption. I'm impervious. Come on, young man. Come on, parents. Come on, young lady. Get your mind right. Get your mind right on a Sunday night. Hallelujah. If I can get some music up here. Here today in Isaiah 26. Verse number 3. We can all quote it. He said, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've never heard of somebody sinning while they were praying. Never. While they were in a prayer meeting. Never have I ever. Hallelujah. You and you're trying to quit even smoking cigarettes. Best thing to do is pray. I mean, when you get that, when you get that, that, that impulse, with that addiction, you just start praying. You start quoting scripture. Thy word have I hid in my heart. I'm, I'm obeying you, God. I'm getting this word. Why? I'm getting my mind on you. I might not sin against you, Lord, if I have this, this word in you. You're going to keep me in perfect peace if my mind is stayed on you. Get my mind on you, Lord. Come on, let this be a prayer. Get my mind on you, Lord. Get my thinking right. I've become corrupted. I've allowed the, the carnality, even, and, and I wasn't trying to, but, but it just unawares, it crept in, and it's here, and I can see where it's corrupted my thinking. That's why in Ephesians 4.22, Paul writing to the church in Ephesus, he said that you put off the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Hallelujah. I said it at the beginning here today. Some of you need the Holy Ghost. Some of you need a renewing of the Holy Ghost. But as much as you need a renewing of the Holy Ghost, you need a renewing of your mind. You need a renewing of your mind. You need a renewing in your thinking. Hallelujah, Lord. Give me that discernment again. You know what Solomon needed? He needed a renewing in his thinking. Somewhere along the line, that prayer that he had prayed, when he had said, God, give me the ability to discern good from bad. When he was chasing after those women from, from Moab and chasing after those Zidonian women, I promise you, he wasn't discerning good from bad. Something had happened. He needed a renewing in his mind. You, if you're going to live right, if you're going to be used of God, if God's going to be 
able to count on you and be able to anoint you when you're used in the ministry, whether it be music, whether it be Sunday school, or whether it be preaching behind this pulpit. You gotta get your mind right. You got right now, come on tonight. You gotta get your thinking right. You gotta let God change you. Change your thinking. Second Timothy 1 and 7. Would you stand with me here tonight? We're going to pray. We're going to talk to God. First Tim, Second Timothy 1 and 7. He said, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. We've been hearing this scripture a lot in the context of fear. I'm reading it tonight in the context of a sound mind. Give me a sound mind, God. Give me a sound mind, Lord. Give me the ability to think right. Give me, give me the, 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 the power in the Holy Ghost. If you're having trouble resisting sin, you need a renewal of the Holy Ghost. You need an infilling of the Holy Ghost. You need that power to think right. That power to do right. But what, what you do starts with how you think. Hallelujah. Quit saying, God, keep me from sinning. And start praying, God, keep me from thinking about sinning. Keep me from thinking about immorality. You say, don't, don't quit praying for the symptom. And you start praying for the source. The source is your thinking. The reason you're falling ain't because of what's there and what you're doing. It's because of what's running in your mind. Get my mind right. Get my mind right. When an impure thought comes, when a thought of addiction comes, rebuke it in Jesus' name, and you and me, you start praying. You pray that out. God, my mind's got to be right now. Renew it. Renew it. I don't want to think like that. I don't want to talk like that. I don't want to be like that. But I don't want to think like that. Romans 12 and 1, he said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. How? How do I do this? How do I present my body holy, a living sacrifice, acceptable unto God? He said, by the renewing of your mind. Mind. Hallelujah. Right now, God, I'm getting my mind right. I'm getting my mind renewed. On this Sunday night, it's not going to be like any other weekend. It's not going to be like last weekend or the weekend before where I was doing this or that on a Saturday night and singing on the choir on Sunday night and then back at it again on Monday night. No, no, no. Tonight, I'm getting my mind right. Tonight, God, I'm getting a renewed I'm going to shout and speak in tongues. But more than that, Lord, I'm praying that you would renew my mind. Is this your prayer? Come on, listen to this. Hyper red face sweating. One white eyebrowed preacher. It's time. It's time. It's too late to quit messing, to start messing with the world. Or keep messing with the world. It's too late in the game. Hallelujah. We read about last days, perilous times. Uh, read about the latter days, uh, troubling times. We know, we know what's upon us. Uh, I gotta get my thinking right. I gotta get, how am I gonna resist flesh uh, if my thinking's not right? Uh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Uh, can you pray with me today? If you need the Holy Ghost, uh, if you need a renewing of this, if you need a renewing in your mind, uh, again, don't wait on, on, on me or on, on Bishop to go down there and hogtie you and 
drag you to the altar. You'll be the one to step out and say, God, I need it and I want it. I need a renewing of my mind. There's things that I'm fighting that you're not pleased with and I'm done with that. I'm ready for a change. A change in my action, yes. But a change in my mind. A change in my thinking. I got a determination. Hallelujah. Come on, let's pray to the Lord right now. Oh, somebody today. Come on, don't be shy. Don't be shy. You find a place to kneel down. You find a place to cry out to God. You need it. You need it. You need it. Oh, in the new Jerusalem. Oh, I got a made up. I got a made up mind. I got a determination.
I got a made up, I got a made up mind. I got a determination. I'll be pressing on till I reach that destination. Oh, pressing on till I reach my home sweet home in the new Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Come on, there ought to be a brokenness here today. There ought to be a brokenness in a life here today. I need this, God. I need this, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for speaking to me. I need This is what I needed, God. I need a new mind. I need a new mind. Hallelujah. We absolutely know that God changes even our nature. Are we still flesh? Yes. Are we still humanity? Yes. But we read the book of Acts. You can read the conversion of, 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 of Saul in Acts chapter 9. You read how he goes from this, this vile creature. The Bible said breathing out threatenings and slaughter. This is what he lived for. Breathing. He breathed it. He went to the high priest desiring of these letters that he could. This one's out of battle. I preached too long. Hallelujah. But you read how he, he went from breathing. This is what he lived for. He was a violent individual. He was a cruel individual. And then you read out 20 verses later where the Bible says that he went straightway preaching Christ in the synagogues. What happened? God changed him. God touched his mind. God touched his nature. If he did it for Saul, he did it for so many of you already. Why wouldn't he do it for the rest of us? Why wouldn't he do it for you again? Hallelujah. Touch my mind. Touch my mind. Touch my mind. Our actions are just a manifestation of our thoughts. People want to blame it on impulsivity. You're not impulsive. You didn't do that on impulse. You thought about it. Impulsivity, that's a, that's a cop-out. You thought about it. You get those thoughts. There's a, another place. This isn't even in my, in my notes. Scripture, kind of my mind. He talks about bringing every thought under subjection. You remember that verse? Every thought. I'm bringing it under subjection to you, God. I'm thinking on you. I'm thinking on you. Hallelujah. Lift your hands again to the Lord right now. Come on, young person. Come on, parents. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. You could be a teenager and live for God. You could be in high school and live for God. I did it. My wife did it. Come on. You can live for God. There's others have done it. You just got to get your thinking right. You got to get your thinking right. Hallelujah, 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 Lord. Hit it at the source.
Get it at the source, Lord. We get that Old Testament idea of what sin is and sin isn't. Well, I didn't do anything. Guess it's okay. I just thought about it. What did Jesus say? He said, if any man looketh on a woman, right, he said he's already committed adultery in his heart. That thought, that thought was enough. Am I thinking right, God? Am I thinking right today? Hallelujah, touch my mind. Hallelujah, we'd sing a song that said, he touched my mind. Hallelujah, he saved me. Just in time, right? Touch our mind today, our way of thinking, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There ain't no telling what God will do if we just believe. Oh, there ain't no telling what my God will do. If you just believe, oh, he'll heal your body, he'll save your soul, he'll take your sins away and make you whole. Oh, there ain't no telling what God will do if you just believe. One more time. Oh, let's sing this while we close. Say, there, there ain't, ain't no telling, there ain't no telling what, what my God will do if you just believe. There ain't no telling what God will do if we just believe. He'll heal your body. He'll heal your body. He'll save your soul. Take your sins and me. Oh, make us whole. There ain't no telling. My God will do if we if we just believe. Hallelujah! Lift your hands to Him again here tonight. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for every touch, every work, God, that you're performing. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Can we carry us, carry this with us? Hallelujah. Where's my mind at? Where's my thinking at? Hallelujah. But Lord, thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, stayed on thee today. Hallelujah. Give great honor to your pastor. And we've had a great move of the Holy Ghost here today. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Good time. Hallelujah. 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 Keep your pastor in prayer. And he's, he's traveling back here, uh, I believe, tomorrow morning and maybe a little later on in the week. My wife and I will be traveling as well, my family. And, but please keep us in prayer as well. And until next time, keep your life right. Keep your mind right. Get full of the Holy Ghost. You that are tarrying for it, keep tarrying. Keep praying. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Keep worshiping. And, but you make your mind up. So much of about it. There's a, another song. Boy, we, we sing so much we could preach, don't we? He said, my foot's on the rock and my mind's 
made up. You get your mind made up. I'm going to get it. I'm going to live for you, Lord. I'm going to come to the altar every time it's open. And I ain't quitting until I receive that gift of the Holy Ghost today. Shake hands. Be friendly. One another in the fear of the Lord. And if you don't want to shake anybody's hand, like Bishop said, you just walk right on out the door till all this COVID mess is over. And But we love you anyhow. Lord bless you in Jesus' name. You're dismissed in the fear of the Lord.